Good afternoon and welcome, loyal Walk the Talk listeners. I'm Kim Ariano, and you're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. This is a show about mission-driven organizations and our dedication to making sure that you all can be have an opportunity to be inspired by some of the incredible work that's going out there in your community. And uh, I just came back. For some of you may know, I'm in a. Um, I'm still going to school. I'm on the uh, what uh, thirty or forty year plan, I think, at the moment. But um, I am moving on to earn my doctorate degree. And uh, it's in organizational systems. And so I spent a week in California, uh, right below the San Francisco airport down there with some incredible folks that study humanism, of all things, and what it means to be human. And you think, well, that's a, you know, an advanced degree. Yeah, there's a lot to know about people. Believe it or not, there's a lot that uh, a lot of study that goes on about people, for people, by people. But specifically, I'm talking about organizations and organizational systems. What goes on in an organization and a community is a really great example of a form of an organizational system. And so this show is really about looking at that system and looking at ways that we can improve the system, looking at ways that we can change the system, and also looking at ways where the system is serving us very, very well, but we're not caring for it. So how do we care for it better? And I'm really excited because we have a gentleman joining us today. He is a friend of the Walk the Talk with Kim show. He's been on before, uh, Luke Talbot. And he's going to talk to us a little bit more about an idea of a mentorship program. And it kind of feeds right into that idea that we have a system out there of generations. And that we've got some young kids out there. And we have an opportunity through the use of technology and through the use of just becoming more self-aware of looking at how we can help kids look at their world even differently. We have a public school system out there that does an absolutely fantastic and wonderful job of raising most of the kids. Uh, but there are some kids that aren't suited. There are some people that aren't suited. Um, but that doesn't mean that they don't contribute to society. I saw a really great uh, little Facebook posting today that was, thank goodness for the weird ones and the dancers and the, and you know, the fringe society, because they're the ones that help us look at the world differently. And I think that's very, very appropriate. So we're going to be welcoming Luke here in just a moment. But I did want to say hello to Eric, who's with us today as well. How are you? Hey, good afternoon, Kim. I'm doing all right. It's yeah? a beautiful day here in the oh, Northwest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For those of you that aren't here in the Pacific Northwest, this is the time of year where you fall in love if you've never been here before. For it, this is where you really fall in love. It's about what 75, 78 degrees outside, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. it's supposed to warm up to around 78 degrees before the day is over. Ooh, so. hot. Yeah, not too bad. No. And getting warmer from there uh, the next few days. So That's what I we saw. Thought people thought summer was over. Au contraire. No, there's one last, wet, one last gasp. And it usually happens right around this time of year. We go into October and we go into Halloween and we're thinking, oh, it's going to be a nice Halloween. And that's usually when it starts dumping. It's like... Right. That's when the weather gets spooky <laughs> yeah. and gets, puts you in the mood for Halloween. So. Overnight. Well, the it's leaves right. are already starting to turn. We're hitting fall time here in the Pacific Northwest. And it sure is I think is they're beautiful. just dried out. <laughs> they're they're, they're, have, they're yes. brown. <laughs> they're not changing to the fall colors that's that right. they normally would be. But Right. Uh, well, they're, they're getting there. We've had oh, the driest. Wow. We had no precipitation no recordable res- precipitation for the month of august for the first time on record they say it's the uh, the driest uh, august in 120 years so wow yeah that's a long time mm-hmm. well i think uh, people would be especially our our friends give a little shout out to maine our listeners we have listeners out in maine and, and on the east coast um you actually get more rain in the east coast than we get out here in the pacific northwest if you were that's to true. record uh rainfall 
So most people don't know that. We just drizzle. We have a lot of haze, <laughs> a lot of gray days, but it's not necessarily raining. So, And sometimes that's just the people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> having the great days. I sound cheery now, but, but wait until November, December, and January, and February, and March. Um, the Walk the Talk with Kim show isn't nearly as peppy, but you know what? We'll take advantage of the cycle as we hit it. We want to let folks know that our sponsor is Pearson Law Firm, where you can expect expert representation and a kind, compassionate attitude. That is the Pearson promise. I also wanted to make mention that we did get a little bit of sad news Um, Michelle Pearson and her mother, who was on the show one time, uh, unfortunately did pass away a few weeks ago. And so we wanted to um, send our condolences of love and hope and and hugging to uh, Michelle and her family for that loss. I know her mother was a very strong woman. She told me some incredible stories. Her mother was a Marine, I believe, or was in the military, as was her father. And uh, Michelle had a very perfectly kept house in terms of military style scrubbing um, stuff with teeth toothbrushes and all that not the way that I grew up for sure um, or but, me but, or, no, <laughs> exactly uh, but she talked very very fondly about how that instilled a, a real sense of responsibility and how strong her mother was I know she was very important in her life so uh, we want to send out our condolences and love to to Michelle and her family during this time absolutely and she will be back on hopefully next week or the week after I'm still a little discombobulated myself I've not sure at what point in the month we are right now, but um, I'll get back on track here shortly. So we also want to let folks know that next Tuesday, September 11th, uh, we are running a workshop called "Generation: uh, The Generational Shift in the Workplace. If you are in HR or leadership or you have any kind of responsibility for um, hiring and letting folks go or working with teams, this is an all-day real intensive workshop, and we are going to cover the different generations. We're going to be talking about the millennial generation, uh, those born uh, 1980 through the year 2000, as well as the Gen Xers and the baby boomers particularly. We will be covering the greatest generation as well. But we're going to be talking about attitudes, actions, what was going on during their formidable years or their high school years and their early college years in the country that helped form and shape how they look at work, how they look at business, how they get along in business. And uh, so we're going to be covering a lot of that information as well as we're going to have a panel of different generational experts at that uh, show to talk about and engage in dialogue on our stereotypes, our misconceptions, how we can motivate each other. Uh, and then the workshop's going to be capped off with looking at your organization, your own particular system, as it were, and uh, how you can integrate more of that millennium um, energy and vibe to actually help your business grow and go the next level. And it's so really important uh, to study this topic because by 2014, which is about, what, a year and three months from now, uh, millennials will outnumber baby boomers in the workplace. And we keep thinking of the millennials as this young hip-hop generation. Folks, they're 30, 31, 32 years old. They're raising families. They're buying houses. They are a part of our work society, and they are going to be a huge part of our leadership moving forward. And we can either continue to try and form them into what always has been, or we can work with them and have them and help them develop into what will be. And so that is next week. I have a promo running if you use the code MCBC, that stands for Meadow Creek Business Center, MCBC. Use that code, you get 25% off. Uh, so that's going to be huge. Starts at 9 o'clock in the morning, runs until 3. We are at the Meadow Creek Business Center in Issaquah. 
and you can go to uh, walk or excuse me uh, workforceevolution.com uh, forward slash generations in the workforce. Uh, I will also post that information on the Walk the Talk with Kim Facebook page, or you can give us a call at 425-888-9790. Again, that's 425-888-9790. And my email address is info at workforceevolution.com if you want to send me that information. And with a 25% discount, your cost is $51, and that includes lunch. So uh, this is going to be some real fun times and I think uh, real transformative. I've done this workshop a couple of times and I've gotten some incredible responses, including some very significant transformation in the way that people think about mentoring and working with the younger generation. So that's coming up. Uh, So the other thing I want to tell you about, and then we'll kind of run into break here, is uh, the following week on September 18th, which is the Tuesday after that, we're going to be hosting a workshop on the psychology of the sale. And basically, we're going to be looking at motivation, why people do what they do, what happens during times of fear, ambiguity, and stress, and how that translates in a sales call. And so this is for veteran salespeople. This is for new salespeople. This is for business owners, entrepreneurs, anybody that really wants to take a good look at how they present themselves um, to their clients and their customers, and also learn how to recognize cues uh, from their customers and clients so that they can adjust their message and uh, close more business. So this is a fun one. I'm pulling from my 20 years in sales in the telecom industry and marrying that with uh, my uh, my work in psychology and producing something that's going to be a little bit different than what you see in most sales classes. So again, that's the psychology of the sale. And you can find out more information by going to workforceevolution.com. Again, workforceevolution.com. And then one more, one more Lindsay Masters, unfortunately, who's not with us today, uh, but Lindsay is my faithful, wonderful millennial generation um, cheerleader. Uh, She also is diagnosed or has been diagnosed with Crohn's disease. She just found that out in January. And uh, so now she's a student studying nursing, but she has signed up, taken the plunge. She's going to be running in Las Vegas for the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation Team Challenge. And so she's raising funds. She needs to raise $3,600 in order to go. And uh, she just got started and is well over $500. And so we at the Walk the Talk with Kim are sponsoring her run. And so we want to encourage folks to go and uh, donate to her fund so Lindsay can go. And we're going to have Lindsay on to tell more of her story and why this is so special. It's It's been incredible for me to watch, um, watch Lindsay. She's 20 years old just starting her life and she's kind of been dealt with a blow of a a debilitating disease that she has to live with for the rest of her life. But I've never seen her feel sorry for herself. I've never seen her down. Um, She just says, well, I guess this is just something that I've got to figure out how to make happen. And so she's jumped in with both feet and she's running a half marathon, which I can't even fathom or imagine. Uh, But you can get more information by going to ccteamchallenge.org. Again, that's CC for Crohn's and Colitis, teamchallenge.org. And uh, get more information on, I'll post all that information on Facebook as well. Well, enough of that. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we are going to spend the rest of the time together talking with Luke Talbot about mentorship programs for the younger generation, the Gen Zs. You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim on KKNW Alternative Talk, AM 1150. 
Hi, I'm Jerry Pearson, and with my wife, Michelle, we're local residents just like you who have a passion to help those who have been harmed or wronged in our communities. If you have a personal injury from a car crash or a property hazard, an industrial injury, a defective product, or nursing home neglect issue, the Pearson Law Firm can help you anywhere, anytime. Contact us today for a free case evaluation at 1-800-423-8473. That number again is 1-800-423-8473. Or check us out at walkthetalkwithkim.com. Hello, this is Kim Ariano of Walk the Talk with Kim. The reality is staggering. South Africa has one of the highest incidences of HIV AIDS in the world. This fact results in millions of orphans left in the care of other family members, friends, or fending for themselves in child-headed households. Focus on Atemba offers orphans and vulnerable children a new direction in life through loving foster care homes with committed parents and a real opportunity for a good education. Please consider sponsoring a child to receive the needed stability to change their world. Go to atembakids.org or follow the links from walkthetalkwithkim.com. Remember the pink tow truck? It was a Seattle icon. But did you know the mastermind behind the marketing was also one of Seattle's successful entrepreneurs? Learn life lessons from Ed Lincoln by reading his new autobiography, Life Through the Rearview Mirror. Available at area bookstores and online, go to walkthetalkwithkim.com and click on the link. Do you wish you could train your brain to be more creative? ThinkShop can help. For 16 years, ThinkShop has trained individuals at Fortune 500 companies, small businesses, and nonprofits. Learn our proven process to think creatively and make great ideas happen. Our trainings are offered in person and online. Learn more at thinkshop.com. Alternative to what? Alternative to everything else out there on the radio. Alternative Talk 1150 AM. You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. Before we get started, I want to give a shout out out there to uh, this big old truck that's driving around the Snoqualmie Valley with Heather Vincent and her brood uh, listening into the show. So, hey, hey, SES. And uh, Heather's really awesome. She has this uh, business called the Snoqualmie Cattle Company. And I think I've talked about this on the air. I'm going to give her a plug. Um, she uh, and her family raise beef, these longhorn beef cows, and the meat is like 96% lean, and it's all we eat now. There's no hormones, there's no additives, no nothing. It's just purebred raised right there in the Snoqualmie Valley, and uh, you can buy that that beef, and it is the best beef I've ever had. It's so tasty, and they just, because it's so lean, they just ground down the whole cow into hamburgers um, or into ground beef, so you can have burgers, you can have tacos, there's a bunch of different things you can do with it. But I just want to give a plug and a shout out because I know they're listening. And also to let folks know, buy local. There's a lot of great organizations out there that care about your health. So uh, we are back and we are talking with Luke Talbot. And Luke was an elementary school teacher and he now has a business that is Encompass uh, Outdoor Adventure or not Encompass. 
Compa- yes. Compass Outdoor Compass Adventures. Outdoor Adventure, not Encompass, Compass Outdoor Adventure. Um, tell us a little bit about your business, and then we're going to jump right into this new program that you're starting. That sounds awesome. Well, Kim, I, uh, I taught fifth grade for 10 years. You brought that up, right? And um, I left the classroom um, to basically work with kids outdoors instead, um, finding that I could get a lot closer to them. I could get a lot more out of them in four days of summer camp than I could typically throughout the whole year uh, in, the school, in the classroom. So uh, currently we run programs during the summer, after school programs, uh, evening, winter. I, I play outside all year round pretty mm-hmm. much. Um, and we've just come off of our huge summer camp programs, which w- was a blast or were a blast. And now we're building after school adventure clubs and then moving into a mentoring season during the winter when the rains actually do come. Yeah, and then and then while well, you could go out there and play in the rain at some point, we do. you just we have do, to. Sometimes you got to go come be in warm, time. right? <laughs> yeah, right. I hear that. So, um, tell us about your summer season because people are going to want to start thinking about next summer because your classes filled up before summer even started. Yeah, we were about one hundred and twenty percent capacity this summer, which wow. is pretty fantastic. Um, we we basically run super small summer camps, twelve kids max, two adults. And then typically a high school student that we kind of bring along and that, that works as a mentor for some of these kids. Um, and we, our goal is to basically push them a little bit out of their comfort zone every day in different scenarios. So we've had adventures ranging from riding the Snoqualmie Tunnel up near the pass, which is a two and a half mile long tunnel that's completely black, totally in the dark. Uh, obviously, we use lights. Um, to jumping off the giant rock in Rattlesnake Lake to... Uh, going on a high ropes course to finding tunnels and figuring out where they go and basically doing the the sort of things that I did when I was 10. So getting them outdoors and showing that oh, it's okay to get dirty. It's okay to, to scrape yourself up it, as long as you can kind of learn from those experiences and go the next step afterwards. So you and I have talked about this before and you shared some stories. Is there anything that happened this summer that's of special note? Um, there's always fun stuff that happens. Um, one of our highlights this summer, um, in North Bend, I'm not going to say exactly where there's a tunnel that goes under the highway and it actually starts near, I'm not going to say where it is. It starts (laughs) somewhere near the outlet malls and it actually spans eight lanes of traffic. Wow. And goes all the way under there. It's a huge culvert that goes under the whole highway. Is it a, is it meant to be a culvert or is it for animal crossing? No, it's meant to be a culvert. Interesting. Uh, and uh, we, we had a bunch of kids kind of work their way through that. And, and biggest, hugest uh, um, excitement level out of all these guys and, and what they came out with was so so amazing. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a pretty neat experience. So that was just one yeah. of the little things. And, and basically, our, our adventures are not... Um, there may to be things that these kids can recreate that they can take their family back and do the day afterwards. Uh, we spent a lot of time at Doothy Hill Mountain Bike Park, which is on the backside of Sammamish. And uh, kids riding, first off, going in, scared to even cross this boardwalk that goes in. By the time they're coming out, they're hooting and hollering and riding across it, not even thinking twice about it. So we had a pretty phenomenal summer overall and um, very few, very few injuries. Yeah, well, you know what? You got to get hurt a little bit when you're a kid. Absolutely. You know, a little bit of hurt's better than real big hurt because you don't know how to fall. Oh, my kids, my kids fall all the time. My own personal ones. So (laughs) they they have a good time with it. Yeah. Well, this time last year, my son broke his arm, and we don't want to. But it was at school. Oh yeah. Yeah. Playground equipment, probably. It was. It was. He fell. He blames it on the applesauce, which in turn was blamed on me because I made him eat applesauce. But he didn't understand. 
what we had to have the conversation that you have to actually wash your hands after lunch before you go out on the playground so the applesauce doesn't make you slide. You think applesauce would be sticky? You, you would think, think that would have helped. Evidently, it did not because okay. I was told <laughs> under the influence of some drugs. <laughs> so, get, so give them a straw from now on. So yeah. like, give them an applesauce and just let them stick a straw in it. One of those little coffee straws, actually. There you really go. Good. You could suck his applesauce that there way. Yeah, no, he's good. And he's ready to go. He spent the summer learning more better or more better, learning how to ride his bike better. Excellent. Because he wants to come to your class. Oh, very He fun. felt he needed to need some more experience. So he ran into a tree. And he was actually wearing that as a badge of courage. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> so how, how many excited. people, think about the adults you know. How many people can can go through their life and say, yeah, I ran into a tree? <laughs> like, that's a pretty good thing to have, you know? <laughs> I, I've hit a tree before. It was pretty fun. It was by the ocean, too, so it just wasn't any ordinary tree. It was an ocean tree. Uh, it was pretty fun. So um, now you're going into after-school stuff, so while the weather's still okay, then ap- when kids are done with school, this is an opportunity for them to go out and burn some energy? Yeah, what we basically have done is uh, we were originally when we first started, we just ran summer camps and then we had tons of people. The the end of the summer happened and then I went into daddy mode and tried to get my kids off to school and and whatnot. And we realized that there was still this big demand for kids to to go out and and play and get dirty, especially after having to go back to school in September. So we built after school clubs that are uh, 90 minutes long that focus on mountain biking, geocaching, and just exploring. Mm. Um, geocaching is basically finding hidden treasures using a GPS and, and locations that are published on the internet. So um, we start typically on campus, and we ride off as far as we can get and back in 90 minutes, 100 minutes sometimes, mainly 90 minutes. Um, and, and I always, always, always promise parents to bring home, kids home excited, dirty, and hopefully tired. Uh, 90 minutes is tough to totally wear them out, but most of the time we do that and, and get them pretty good. The fun part about it is it starts, um, right now we're mainly in the Snoqualmie Valley, but the programs start uh, third week in September and they go all the way through October. So Halloween, the end of October can get pretty fun, uh, pretty muddy, um, <laughs> but, but a good time anyway. The kids have a blast with it. You know, They, they come... I've got so many pictures on my computer of kids just like coated in mud. And they're smiling every oh, single God, one of them. Not one of them's crying, are they? Not at all. Not at all. They're having a blast with <laughs> That's it. great. So. And kind of what's your ratio for girls to boys? Are you half and half or you think you got more boys in it? Um, well, I obviously uh, boys would gravitate to that kind of experience. However, I've had this really neat phenomenon happen, and I, I actually love it. Um, we've had... I think we had three girl-specific camps this summer that filled. Mm-hmm. And um, these girls are coming in. It's kind of fun because if a parent signs their girl up, I, I think typically they have some kind of um, tendency to go that outdoorsy, get dirty sort of scenario. But we've had all kinds of girls join it, even some from your daughter's gymnastics team. Mm-hmm. A bunch of those girls have come out. And um, they're probably my favorite group because I get to see them progress and really, in in a week or four days during the summer, they just the, the things that they go through is pretty amazing. Mm. About how I, I always tell groups that I work with that boys typically will, you know, if you give them a challenge or if you give them a direction or whatever, they will run headlong into it, and then they'll fail, and then they'll come back out and they'll run headlong into it again, and a couple of times they'll get it. But the girls, and I've often pitted boys against girls, the girls always kind of work through the process, figure it out. They figure out their game plan, and then they go and they do it perfectly the first time. Ah, 
but but they always kind of they had they have that different thing so it's always fun to get boys to think a little bit more like girls Mm -hmm. and get girls to think a little bit more like boys like you know realistically what's the worst thing that could happen if you do x right okay and they just and they try it oh so um yeah it's having two daughters myself i i'm really and one son but two daughters i'm really really um invested in making sure that we have strong females and women that come through Mm -hmm. adolescence and, and into adulthood so I'm pretty excited about getting them out there. I think it's really important that, you know, how you do it is very unique and fun. But I think what you bring to it is such a fundamental that adults can learn from it, too, is to not to not be afraid and expect to fail. And I think we talked about this before on the show that um, we need to fail more. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and if you because if you don't fail, you're not going to grow. You can't figure out how to do it better because you'll come out of it and be like, okay, I'm good. Let's check that off. Let's go to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if you screw up and you figure it out, then you learn after each individual uh, piece of it afterwards. Mm-hmm. And trust me, I mean, starting my own business and, and running it, I've, I've failed many, many, many times, um, which I think is helping in the long run. So. Yeah, you think so? I was going to ask you that question. It gets a little bit off topic, but your business looks like it's doing really well. Yeah. You're, fu- you're filled, you know, things are doing really well. What do you think you, you're doing differently this time than what you've done in the past? Well, one of it is step just in the very beginning, stepping out of the comfort zone. Mm. And, you know, um, being a fifth grade teacher for 10 years, um, it, it's a great job. It's, it's really hard, um, but it's fairly comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's got a set schedule and it works this way and it works that way. And you've got different variables that come in, namely kids and parents, more so parents. Um, but then you've got your dates and your schedule and everything else. So stepping out of that comfort zone and, and um, jumping in feet first and really saying, all right, how are we going to make this work? It has worked well. Um, and the pat it, it's right now we're, I left the classroom in 2009 um, so we're in 2012 now, Wow! So three years that, that I've been working on this and taking care of my daughter and my, or my stay at home kids and kind of growing them up and raising them and now hitting it full tilt. Now that my kindergartner went to school full day yesterday. Um, did you cry? No, but I was, I was surprisingly, um, I was really, uh, I was really emotional. It was tough. You don't expect it either. You drop off your kids. I'm not going to be one of those parents. You know, I'm prepared for this. You drop them off and they, my daughter will like, okay, bye mom. And I turned around and just overwhelmed. I'm like, where did this come from? I didn't even expect it. Yeah, it was, it was a tricky one because, uh, leaving the classroom three years ago, she's the product of me being the stay at home dad. You know, my, Uh. my, my wife is definitely supported us and everything else, but I've had the brunt of her time and everything else. So all of the things that she does awesome are because of me and all the things that she really is, all of her quirks and everything else are totally because of me as well. Oh, I so, thought you were going to put that on your wife. Oh, no, no. It's, <laughs> it's all totally where you were going. <laughs> so, so, um, so seeing her off to school definitely was a, it was a fun experience. Oh, fun. Um, we do need to take a break. Yep. When we come back, I do want to talk about this mentoring program because this gets really deep into stuff that just really uh, gets me going. Uh, not that this hasn't been. It's been great conversation. You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. We're talking with Luke Talbot. We're talking about kids and fun and pushing the boundaries. Are you stuck? 
Are you plagued by a toxic relationship? Are you frustrated with a lack of motivation? Workforce Evolution offers classes that explain why people behave the way they do and how to change patterns that wreak havoc on business and relationships in order to accelerate innovation and creativity. Go to WorkforceEvolution.com to find out how you can join a free class. That's WorkforceEvolution.com or call 425-888-9790. Hi, I'm Jerry Pearson, and since 1977, we at the Pearson Law Firm have guided individuals and their families through the legal process to seek justice and restitution in insurance disputes and personal injury claims. At the Pearson Law Firm, we work hard to secure justice in civil matters with a network of resources, a wealth of experience, and a compassionate attitude. That's the Pearson Promise. Contact us at 1-800-423-8473. That's 1-800-423-8473 for a free case evaluation. Or check us out at walkthetalkwithkim.com. Have you heard the phrase, the beatings will continue until morale improves? To organizations, employees are the biggest assets and biggest fans. If they're not feeling heard or appreciated, the bottom line will suffer. For mission-driven organizations, the reliance on employees and managers to rally around the core messaging is critical for success. At Walk the Talk for Success, we provide leadership best practices, education, and communication strategies for mission-driven organizations. Whether you're a business of one, middle manager, or leader in a large company or nonprofit, our experiential workshops and focused on organizational psychology will assist you in achieving success with your messaging and vision. Call for a free consultation today, 425-888-9790, or check us out at www.walkthetalkwithkim.com. Walk the Talk for Success, achieving your message through understanding human behavior. Proud to bring variety to your radio dial. Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. It is 3.33 and 33, 34, 35 seconds. Welcome back. We are going to get into a topic um, that I'm just really excited about. We're going to talk more about intrinsic motivation. And for those of you that listen to the show regularly, you know that intrinsic motivation. And basically, I'm going to explain this, that there's external motivation, which are all the things that your parents or teachers and everybody told you you needed to think and do. There's internal motivation, which is all the external stuff, but now it's in your head. So that little voice that tells you to brush your teeth in the morning, that's your mom, but it's now internal. And then there's intrinsic motivation. And the way I describe intrinsic motivation is when you're doing what you want to do and you're doing what you should do, and those two things are aligned, that's intrinsic motivation. You are just doing it. There is no question. There's no being stuck. You are living the purpose. It's exactly what you're supposed to be doing. And it's a beautiful place to be. It doesn't mean that it's perfect. There's always going to be a lot of external and internal things that kind of get in our way. But the goal is to really be mindful and aligned and thinking about what your intrinsic motivations are. And what Luke has done, um, I'm, I'm going to have him explain what, what he's done here, but I'm going to tell you what I love about what he does is I think Luke as an educator and also as a person who's mostly present every time I've been around him, all the time present, that he understands that kids um, are all about intrinsic motivation. And as educators, we kind of have to help them you know, move or educators help them move. But I think what I like about Luke is that he goes, well, 
maybe there's some things we just shouldn't change. Maybe there's some things that we should look at with these kids and their intrinsic motivation that's going to be their genius when they get older. And maybe it doesn't fit in the confines of the typical school system or the typical school experience. Um, And I think that that is true in work life. I think it's true in our family life. I think it's true in the way that we integrate with our pets. I mean, I've done dog training, horse training, rehabilitation my whole life, and that was always the the sticky point is that when we try and force something that really should be just left to be, and once we understand and are live with something that it can be, then all of a sudden it transforms into this incredible thing. And so without being furtherly vague, I'm going to bring Luke on to talk a little bit about this idea that you had around mentorship programs and what is it and why do you think that it's important? Okay, well, let me let me back up and tell you that, you know, or repeat that once again, I was in the classroom for about 10 years. Um, I got my master's or degree back in 2000 and I've taught uh, mainly fifth grade since then. Um, and I've taught in, in private schools and I've taught in public schools and left the classroom in 09. So I've been, I've been working outside still with kids, um, probably even more so with kids since then um, for the last three years. And what I've found out over and over and over, and, and this is both in working with kids and conversations with kids and conversations with their parents, is that the, their child, my child learns a little differently. And I hear this overly, over and over and over. Or, or, or my child really just doesn't connect with school. Or my child, he's awesome at home when he's doing X, but he just, I can't get him to do his work to save my life. It just doesn't work. <laughs> Um, and what that, that, that's really over the past couple of years, being in the role I am has really stuck and just started to kind of grind and tumble over and over and over and over. And I've seen tons of kids over that time that I've also seen in the classroom and that I've worked with in the classroom. And I've seen like two different people. I, I've seen what, what they do at school. And then I've seen what they do in a different setting when they're excited about what they're doing. And it's not even the same creature at all. Mm. Um, and it, it, it harkens back to, the, to what you talked about, about intrinsic motivation. When you can really tap into it, what they're excited about, they might be the kid who never talks in class. But when you find the button to push outside, it, it, or not outside of the classroom, it just blows up. A, a really good example is an awesome kid that was in my fifth grade class named Jacob. This was years ago. Um, he's actually in high school now and over the year I try to get, bring him through the system and, and kind of watch him and, and make him work. And he always struggled. He struggled to get his work done. He, he struggled with, with his writing and, and school was just really tough for him. And, and I knew that this kid was really excited about art and I knew that he really, um, could express himself visually, uh, or, or through his artwork, but I never really put those pieces together. So it was probably three quarters into the school year where I figured out, I said, okay, wait a minute. If, if I let Jacob tell me what I want to know in his own way, it, I bet you can do it. it it'll work. So we were, doing, um, we were doing a science experiment on systems. 
and we I brought in a bicycle and we took the bicycle apart in class so we could actually they took the bike it doesn't ride the same anymore but they they, they took <laughs> that the, one's going to be set for the future yeah, exactly. so that's always going to be taken apart right it, it doesn't have tires on it so that nobody will ride it <laughs> no but but it but they pulled apart the whole bike and they they started diagramming the systems and and people struggled with this they they struggled with getting their ideas down on paper and kind of tying it together and showing exactly how they were this kid did his doctorate on how it looked like he did his doctorate mm-hmm. on how this bicycle worked and he totally mapped out every single system that was on there. And, and I, I was floored, absolutely wow. floored. So from that point on, you know, I try to give him that piece of, okay, I need you to, to take this book, but I need you to show me in comic form what the, what the theme of it is or however it was. And I figured out his language and he took off. Okay. Now, that's how it works. It, it's exactly how it works. Now, the problem is that's tricky to do. I mean, I had 25, 26 kids at a time, and uh, I probably got to those decisions. I think I was a pretty decent teacher, but I got to those decisions with, and those, I figured out those buttons for maybe seven, eight, nine, ten 10 kids total, hmm. which means there were 20 some other kids who went through the school system and probably did fine, but I never figured out what the button was, and I never had the ability to just push that and exactly well and you don't know when the button's going to appear i mean it could happen in kindergarten it can happen you know when they're in high school you just never you never know what has to happen in the system for that all those things to align and but those seven or eight kids were darn lucky that they had a teacher paying attention well and and so that's where things have kind of progressed they've they've kind of moved on to that point Mm -hmm. where like i said earlier all of our programs are pretty small they're they're typically 12 kids with two adults so i mean that's a uh uh, each adult has six kids that they're that they're working with really specifically or, or trying to focus on. And what we're doing starting October is we're going to start building out a, a mentoring program. And I don't want to call it a school program. I don't want to call it an extracurricular program, but literally a mentoring program where myself and other trained educators work to find out what these buttons are for these individual kids and how to push them and get them really excited about learning and then build processes for them to figure out, okay, I really want to learn this. Well, hey, let me show you how you can figure out more of that. And then just let, let them run with it. Mm. You know, for example, let's say, let's say I walk into a class of, of 12 boys and they're, their favorite thing on earth is to do is to play Xbox. You know, as most 12-year-old boys are. They, they'll play Xbox for hours and hours and hours, which obviously it's some kind of motivation because they're they're – working at it over and over and over and over to, to achieve their goal. So the question there is like, okay, that's a pretty fun thing. What you guys even know how that box works? I don't really know. Well, Hey, let's take it apart. Okay. So you take apart the Xbox, you pull out all <laughs> and the it pieces. doesn't work the same either. It, does exactly. It? <laughs> so, so you pull all those pieces out, you find out what they are, you figure out which way wor- this works and what happens and what happens if you put an Xbox and a PlayStation together? I don't know. Let's see what happens. And, Kind of playing with it. And then the next step is, okay, well, what else do you want to know about the Xbox? Well, it'd be kind of cool to know how those guys create the games. Okay. So the next thing is a field trip that we head out to Microsoft, which happens to be in our backyard, and we hang out with the Xbox division for a couple hours and see what goes down. So the idea is it's it's still education. It's still focused on um, a curriculum, but it's more of a kind of a Socratic method of of pulling out what they're interested in and then questioning them and getting them to figure out, okay, how do you go the next step with it? Mm-hmm. And, and as a classroom educator, it was sometimes tricky because I have 15,000 checkboxes I have to go through. Right. I have to get through those. 
well, I don't have to get through those if I if I follow the passions and excitement of the kids. Right. So we're we're pretty excited about it getting it off the ground. So are you thinking for kids that aren't fitting into the normal school environment or for any kids or what's what's your what's your hope here? What's your vision? Honestly, it, it's it there's a there's multiple markets for it. One is the kid who is just thinks school is easy. Mm. And they've already kind of gotten great market. They've already gotten through it. And I can do all of that. And I know that you're teaching me, hey, I love you, Miss, whatever your name is. I, I know you're a great teacher and I'm, I'm following, but I get it all. So it's it's given them some excitement outside of just what the, the curriculum is. And even I'm wondering if it can even um, push what they're learning, what they think that they get even to the next level. Absolutely. To and, think about that differently. And, and uh, and on, and, and every kid thinks they're smarter than they actually are always. And they what? think they, <laughs> they always think they're smarter than they are. Um, but, but the idea is, is to get them and say, Hey, look, you know, this is what you're excited about. Let's go. The other kid is a kid who is bored to death because he's just not connected at all with school. An example was, I, I did a mountain biking road trip this uh, this summer with, with um, seven ninth and tenth graders, and it's an ex- my wife calls it an excuse for me to go on a road trip, but it was work really. I mean, we went mountain biking for four days, and uh, we were we went one night and we were out at side of Mount St Helens where we rode the next day, and we decided to build a lake jump into the river. So we bought, we, we said, okay, how are we going to do this? I'm not using my bike. So we went to a thrift store. We bought a $25 bike and two shovels. We went and built this jump, found a good spot in the lake. They cased everything out. They figured it out. They built for three hours and jumped off the rock five times. Mm. So they spent three hours ex- totally ecstatic about what they were doing for five runs on the, on the ramp. But and I bet they had the best day ever. They did. And they, they figured it out. I didn't, I don't know how to build that i mean there was all them they were working at it they figured out all of the pieces because they were excited about it some of these kids will go out and dig in the dirt for a full day to build one jump or one trail one piece of trail and come back and do it the next day Mm. because it's what they're excited about it's intrinsic motivation absolutely that's it uh so hopefully we can get together figure out how to help people in business learn that as well we're going to take a break and when we come back we're going to talk more with luke talbot about uh, kids mentorship program and intrinsic motivation you're listening walk the talk with kim hi i'm jerry pearson and at our firm whether we're working on an automobile crash case or helping a client who's been injured by a defective product we focus on justice we're passionate about serving our clients our successful approach focuses on the right issue at the right time with the best tools and expertise available we focus on collaboration and cooperation Clients support that process, and they respect our abilities to manage the legal process, to demystify it, and to explain choices and opportunities, and also their responsibilities. Contact us at 1-800-423-8473 or pearsonlawfirm.com. That's P-E-A-R-S-O-N lawfirm.com. Or you can check us out at walkthetalkwithkim.com. 
Mount Si Gymnastics Academy is now open in North Bend, offering gymnastics classes and summer camps to get your little ones and big ones moving this spring and summer. From recreation classes to competitive team, they have the gymnastics scene covered in the valley. Visit them online at www.mountsidegymnasticsacademy.com or call 425-292-3152. Get your kids flipping and twisting into summer. Are you stuck? Are you plagued by a toxic relationship? Are you frustrated with a lack of motivation? Workforce Evolution offers classes that explain why people behave the way they do and how to change patterns that wreak havoc on business and relationships in order to accelerate innovation and creativity. Go to WorkforceEvolution.com to find out how you can join a free class. That's WorkforceEvolution.com or call 425-888-9790. Get current weather, traffic, and news. Visit 1150kknw.com and stay informed with Alternative Talk 1150 AM. You know you're intrinsically motivated when you are so excited you're not even forming words, but... You're, you're just excited to get that out there. And that really comes from raw, unbridled emotion. We're here with Luke Talbot. You had mentioned this child in art, and there was something that I had on my list, believe it or not, to talk about today, and I'll bring it up right now. Um, in the school that I'm going to, um, first of all, Saybrook University of Humanistic Studies and Psychology uh, is formed out of the heyday of not just the hippie movement, but at right about the time of the hippie movement in the Haight-Ashbury district um, was where some incredible deep thinkers in philosophical thought, Maslow being one of them, there's a ton of different psych- psychologists that all got together to form a school and their whole purpose in forming the school is they wanted um, an opportunity an alternative approach for people that are 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 really um, intrinsically motivated for hopefully not to overuse this, uh, looking differently at systems. It's not a traditional school. I'm going to give a plug to the school. It's not a traditional school from the, like a Harvard or Stanford where you learn industrial organizational psychology. Those schools are great. And I'm really, really excited that IO psychology, industrial organizational psychology and business is getting out there. And people are really starting to see things like understanding personality in the workplace and motivation and all of that. Um, but what Saybrook does is it really pushes that even to the next level. It pushes that even deeper. It really looks and asks the question of what does it mean to be human? What does it mean to be human as a teacher? What does it mean to be human in a workplace? And it sounds like an easy question, but when you really start delving into it, it's a heck of a lot deeper than that. But one of the classes that I took last week was transformative for me, and I just wanted to share this because there might be somebody out there who can get value out of this. And it's for free. You don't have to pay the college tuition that I'm paying. Um, and it's this idea of using art. And it's this idea of of looking at your world from a more emotional, artistic, right brain, creative perspe- perspective. And I did this. It was really, really simple. I was in a class. And instead of taking notes, like I always do, so I'll take a whole bunch of notes. And then I'll go to the next page and take a whole bunch more notes. And I may or may not go back and look at the notes. It's just the act of writing them down that that you can kind of get an idea on what you're talking about. So I started experimenting using different colored pens. I have an iPad so I can do different colors. And what I noticed started happening is I started to naturally start to draw. And in one of my classes, I drew the whole lecture on one page. I just drew an, a canvas and we the conversation was about narrative 
and how we bring our own narrative conversation into um, everything that we do in life. And sometimes we don't know what's fact, reality, or our own narrative. And most of the time, it's your own narrative. It's your own story playing in your head. Somebody's mad at you. You think they're mad at you for all these different reasons, and you're playing the story out when it's so far from the truth. But that's the story your brain and your emotions tell you. Well, drawing that out, um, if you're frustrated, drawing and don't even think about what the drawing is or what it looks like. You're never going to show it to anybody anyway. But I'm having this conversation about narrative, and I drew, of all things, a butterfly, and I drew a a um, wave, and I drew some other things. And at the end, I'm looking at this picture going, well, this doesn't make any sense. But then all of a sudden, it started making sense to me. It's the butterfly effect. It's, you know, one little thing happens here, and at the end of the ocean, it causes a tsunami. And even the butterfly had a narrative. And the tsunami, had it just really took the whole conversation. I remember everything about that lecture as I'm looking at this picture. And so I had never done that before. And I noticed that after that, I started adding more and more pictures into my um, my note taking. So I challenge folks out there, if you're taking notes, if you're in business, if you're a student or whatever it is out there, try this. Don't think too long and hard about what you're doing. Doodle. If you want to go ahead and doodle, but doodle kind of with a purpose, doodle as that you're you're really getting down in art, what you're emotionally taking in from the conversation. It sounds kind of silly, but try it and let me know if it actually works for you. It was really transformative for me. So I wanted to bring that up because um, that you were talking about art and how this one kid you were able to actually get through to him by making a suggestion that he uses art. And look what happened. I bet he didn't even know that that was that, that was in him. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, he's pretty amazing right now, and he's continued with that career, and he's done wor- more work for me kind of here and there. Awesome. He's a, uh, I have a giant shuttle bus that I found a um, graffiti artist in Seattle to paint. So they've actually painted this huge mountainscape, and then Jacob's going to come in for me and add detail to the whole outside of the bus, which he gets to add to his you know his portfolio. Right. And, and he's getting paid for it, so it's a professional gig in high wow. school. And then uh, he'll get to go from there. So it's pretty. Is that what he wants to be as an artist? Oh, absolutely. Awesome. And he's he's fant- He's amazing at it. He's really good, good job, teacher. So um, speaking of that, uh, the, the visual piece with the auditory and everything else. Um, one of the things that that really gave me a good idea of where we need to go with this is a talk by Sir Ken Robinson um, on TED Talks. So um, it, Ted, the TED Talks are amazing. They've got Love all, them. all kinds of things that you just finish watching. You're just like, really? Oh, there are so smart people out there. <laughs> so so he, he did this 12-minute lecture. And if you, he's a great speaker. So if you watch him, he, you know, I mean, he, he's a wonderful speaker. But then a company called RSA Animate came in, and they animated with like a whiteboard his whole talk. And I've watched it, I swear, eight times at least. Now, that he was the one on the education system? Yes. Is that him? Okay. Yeah. So yeah. he wrote uh, the, the you can look it up on YouTube, it's called Changing Education Paradigm. Yes. And the, the concept is that we have done so much to educate and we've stayed in our box and, and we've always, this is the way we've always taught, so we're going to stay that way. Um, whereas we don't find the passion in the art and the, uh, the music in the individual. Mm-hmm. So one of the my main goal from this whole mentoring program is to show kids that, hey, somebody really cares. Actually, quite a few people care about you and really want to know what your buttons are and, and how to get you there. And then we're going to put resources and effort and people behind you so that you can be successful in whatever it is you want to do. 
because if we kind of nudge these kids along, they're going to be the kid who makes the next iPad. Right. They're going to be the kid who's designed this brand new thing that nobody ever thought about. Mm-hmm. They're going to be that incredibly smart person because as a child or as a, a adolescent, we've fostered that and we've given them that over and over and over and gotten them excited about learning. Or maybe they're not the ones that develop the next iPad, but they inspire another kid. Absolutely. I mean, it's all it's all connected. Yeah. Right. Your butterfly effect. Right it's there. butterfly effect. And amazing how that happens. Now, um, is he the same one, if I remember correctly, that he illustrated that the further you go to the East Coast of the United States, the more riddle in use you yeah. see in kids? Yeah. I've, <laughs> yes, that is <laughs> that in that same interesting talk. statistic. Um, you know, what's funny, though. I I might have. I don't know if I told you this last time or not, but um, I would have totally been diagnosed with ADD as a kid. Absolutely probably even as adult, but I asked a bunch of my friends that and I said, Hey, you know, you think I have these tendencies and, and everybody kind of looked at me strange. And I heard somebody, a couple people mention it and ask me about it. I'm like, I don't know. So I go to my friend who's a nurse at one of our local elementary schools. I said, so, um, I won't say her name. So do you think, uh, do they have a test for like adult ADD? And, and she's like, yeah. I'm like, why? I'm like, well, I had a couple people sort of suggest that, you know, I might want to, she's like, oh yeah, you're totally ADD. Absolutely. <laughs> this is a nurse, mind you. And our, so, but, but I think hopefully I'm proof that really fun things can come out of it. So, Well, I think we that ADD, I mean, that's, that's what motivated you to do what you're doing now, Absolutely. which is exactly what you're supposed to be doing, intrinsic motivation. There you go. Very cool. So how do people find out more about your program and get a hold of you? All of the mentoring information will be coming out uh, on our website and on our Facebook page. Uh, the website is www.compassoutdoor.org, um, and our Facebook page is facebook.com slash compassoutdoor, um, and we'll roll out programs. We've already got a space that we're going to be working. Uh, we're going to be working on Tuesday and Thursday nights out in Snoqualmie, uh, in between Snoqualmie and North Bend, and uh, pretty excited to get all that information out there. So Excellent. And again, that's www.compassoutdoor.org. All right. Thanks Very a lot. good. Thank you very much. Oh, this was a great conversation. I want to thank everybody for listening today. And I also want to thank Pearson Law Firm, where you can expect expert representation and a kind, compassionate attitude. That's the Pearson promise. We're going to post on our Facebook page uh, information on how you can get more information about Compass Outdoor Adventures, as well as Luke Talbot and what he's working on. We're also going to find that I've posted that TED Talk before, so I'm going to find that and repost that because I think it's something that everybody should should watch. Um, it's very, very enlightening. And RSA Anime, if you guys ever get a chance to look at that website, they do a lot of different TED Talks and things on that. And there was one... Um, on Motivation from Dan Pink. That's a really, really good one that I've posted quite a few times uh, that we'll put on there as well. And uh, thank you for listening. Again, more information, you can go to walkthetalkwithkim.com and uh, post information if you have an idea for a show. We'd love to have uh, people come on the show, mission-driven organizations. Don't forget, next week, again, September 11th, is our Generations in the Workplace. You can get more information by emailing me at info at workforce evolution.com again workforceevolution.com or 425-888-9790 and thank you so much for listening and so go out there look at what you can do in your community take a deep breath find your intrinsic motivation and have a beautiful day it's a beautiful